It's your birthday. We're gonna have a good time. Woods into the Woods podcast, episode whatever, 165, 166, maybe, who knows. I would like you to dance. What's up? What's up? Sorry I'm late, dude. I wouldn't have been. It's my birthday. All right, you're going to get mad at me on my birthday, right? Who are you, my father? No, I'm kidding. Um, you're going to get mad at me on my birthday? Huh? You're going to be mad at me because your free podcast is late? Oh, Ryan, where's that free podcast you do for no money that you're the producer, editor, director, writer, and talent on that podcast? Talent used in the loosest way possible. And I say because, dude, listen... I say that the podcast is late because I was had a busy weekend, okay? A lot of things were going on. I'm sitting down. I'm ready. I'm at the desk. I got the microphone on. I got my little cafe Americano. No big deal. Cafe Americano. I didn't make it like that. It just comes like that, right? I got the little machine, put the little pod in there, bloop, and it, it comes out, cafe Americano. I'm a man of culture, dude. Got my hair cut this morning, and you're going to be mad at me. You're going to be mad at a man who got his hair cut, is wearing a hoodie because it's kind of chilly outside, but also kind of humid, so it's really uncomfortable. And then has a cafe Americano? You're going to get mad at a guy like that? You're going to get mad at a guy who got done yelling at his significant other over flooring all weekend? And who had to do a bunch of walking away? Because that's how I'm learning how to diffuse situations, dude. That's called emotional maturity. So maybe you should walk away, pal. Oh, oh, Ryan, did you did you do flooring this weekend? Oh, what, is that why you couldn't get it done? Oh, did you watch a bunch of videos where all the people were like, yeah, this stuff's really easy to use. You just snap it in. And you go to do it, and for some reason, you're handicapped. Your hands don't work the same. Your your body doesn't work the same. So you end up screaming and yelling at Dana. And you're like, you're not yelling at her. You're kind of yelling in the vicinity of her, right? And she's like, you're not going to yell at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at blah, blah, blah. And then I do. I want to be in great shape because I'm walking away. I'm doing laps walking away. I go sit in the car, right? I go out to the garage. I take a deep breath. I come back inside. Same problem. Go back outside to the garage. I'm burning a path because I'm just walking away, dude. So it's my birthday. And I was like, hey, Dana, you want to come on the podcast? It was yesterday night. I was like, we haven't done that. I haven't done the podcast yet. You want to come on? I don't have any banked episodes. You want to come on? She's like, no, I don't want to go on there. You've been yelling at me all day. And I'm like, I'm not yelling at you. Because I treat emotional situations the same way they were treated in my house growing up. And that's every five, they, we blow up, we have a big argument, we call each other names we probably don't mean, right? We say words that we probably shouldn't say. And then we come back five minutes later, and we act like it didn't happen. We act like we didn't say a single one of those words. We act like we didn't throw the ruler across the room. We act like we didn't punch the ground three times, thinking that would make a difference and not only hurt our wrists more than it was already hurting. From all the jerking off. Yeah, there you go. You got I got the jerk joke off before you did. The jerk off before you did. <laughs> Anyways. So she was like, no, I don't want to go in the pot. I'm like, okay, fine. I won't do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. People are going to be upset. 
She's like, nobody's going to be upset, you loser. And I'm like, oh, yeah? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you're right. And I went and sat down. So either it's either one here. I'm either incredibly stupid or I'm doing something incredibly wrong with this flooring, this snap-together flooring. And before you say it should just snap together, I swear to God if I hear that one more time because I just called my grandpa and I was like, because it was his birthday and I forgot it because I was doing the flooring and whatever. And he's like, it should just snap together. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know it should. He's like, it's got a little groove. I'm like, I know. Happy birthday, Grandpa. And he's like, happy birthday. Enjoy your day. Click. Oh, that guy's pretty fucking stupid, huh? He just turns. That guy's a pretty dumb guy. <laughs> he doesn't know that the flooring just snaps together. What's he trying to do? Lay it on top of each other? <sighs> Not everything can be perfect, man. You know? So I'm sorry the podcast is late. It's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'm 25 years old. Time to have a quarter-life crisis, assuming I get to 100 years old. I think that's the most disingenuous shit, too. When somebody's, like, old, it's always some 112-year-old man, and they're like, what did you do every day? What do you do? What's the secret to long life, Mr. 112-year-old man? And he sits there, and he looks dead in the camera with his dead eyes because his eyes are covered in cataracts, and he just goes... I ate a Snickers and have a Dr. Pepper three times a day. And everyone goes, Snickers and Dr. Pepper? And they just... And then they die at 42 from diabetes. I have this really sick joke going on with Dana's dad because he has diabetes and, like, can't have sugar or whatever. And sometimes when we're eating a lot of sugar, I just go to Dana. I'm like, what have we fed this to your dad? I'm like, if your dad ever fucking gets down on himself, you better watch out if he comes home with a six-pack of cupcakes. <laughs> calls his, calls her mom from the Dairy Queen drive-thru. I am at the Dairy Queen drive-thru. She's like, huh? What, what, are you, what, are, what are you doing there? He's like, I'm going to give myself an M&M blizzard and end this shit right here and go into shock. I... <laughs> She's like, why are you obsessed with killing my dad? And I'm like, I'm not obsessed with killing your dad. I just want him, I just want to know, like, can he, does he know the power he has? <laughs> he goes to the fair, gets cotton, gets that cotton candy. He's at a baseball game. He's like, and the guy's like, cotton candy here, cotton candy here. And he's like, I'll take one. And they're like, huh? And he just eats it, just goes into shock. Would you die? Can you die from that? I don't know. I just like to joke about it, right? Just like most things. Can you die? If you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? If sense of humor was our... Can you die from too much sugar? Let's see if that one... In order to give yourself a 50-50 chance... <laughs> wait, what? In order to give yourself a 50-50 chance of consuming a lethal amount, you need to ingest 13.5 grams... For each pound of your body weight. You have to do it in one sitting. Holy fuck. Damn, that'd be crazy. Eating too much added sugar increases heart disease. Yeah. Here's how much Halloween candy you can eat before it kills you. That was posted on October 31st, 2016. Wow. The lethal dose of sugar. What is it? What is the lethal dose? 13.5 grams per body weight. So if you ever want to kill somebody, man, 
Fucking feed them something with 13.5 grams of sugar. Well, it is my birthday. Don't know how I got talking about killing Dana's dad again, but um, I was thinking, and I was like, well, what significant event happened on my birthday? Well, of course, Princess Diana was laid to rest, and she was murdered, allegedly. No, she was, they murdered that lady, and they had to. Am I right? She was two things. She got a divorce from a prince, and she was a woman. So, I mean, that's that's two things. At least she, I mean, Meghan Markle probably has, did they, like, leave the royal family? I mean, does she have a target on her back? Anyways, um, they had to kill her. That's, that's the new thought I've worked up. They had to kill Princess Diana. They were like, look, this guy's being born in, in Cleveland, Ohio, we must murder Diana. And they're like, huh? It's like, yes. They got the call. The queen made the call herself, I heard. And they had to kill her. So they got in that car. The Henri character who was driving had her drive. Had her, had her murdered. She beat cancer. They tried to give her cancer. And then she still she still wouldn't give it up. You know what I mean? And um, Diana died in a car crash at Pont de la Mont. Oh, that was a good one, huh? Pont de la Mont tunnel in Paris while the driver was fleeing paparazzi. The crash also resulted in the death of companion Dodie Fayed. Jesus. Let's pronounce this name, huh? Let's sound... Hey, welcome to this week's segment of Let's Sound Racist as Hell. While we try to pronounce this man's name. Um, Ahmad El-Din Mohammed Abdel Manem Fayed. Better known as Dodi Fayed or Dodi Fayed, was an Egyptian film producer and the son of billionaire Mohammed El Fayed. He was the romantic partner of Diana, Princess of Wales, when they both died in a car crash. What's this guy look like? Really? Come again? Jeez. Get real. I mean, no disrespect. You know that. I don't disrespect people. Um, the crash resulted, blah, 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 and the driver, Henri Paul, <laughs> who was the acting security manager of the Hotel Ritz Paris. Trevor Reese Jones, who was employed by as, by a, as a bodyguard by Dodie's father, survived the crash. He suffered a serious head injury at a televised funeral on 6 September. See what I'm saying? It all makes sense, right? These crazy people online, they always make crazy conspiracy theories like Trump is still president or, or shit like that. How about why can't I say that I'm the next of kin? You know? Why Why not? You know what I mean? Sure, I have my dad's temper and I look like my mom if I turn the right way. If the light hits me correctly, I look like my mother. Right? One time she leaned over. Did I tell you guys this story? I was about to run a track race, 200 meter, of course. And I had those little shorts on, five-inch inseam probably, you know what I mean? Those came back around, and uh, I was wearing them. I'm standing there. I'm in lane seven. My mom leans over the fence, and she goes, you have my knees. And I go, huh? And I'm off and running. I lost that race, of course. I was a slow man, dude. A short burst, you know what I mean? My sex life would agree. Um, on September 6th was watched by a British television audience that peaked at 32.1 million, which was one of the United Kingdom's Highest viewing figures ever. More, millions more watched around the world. My mom watched as she was popping me out. I actually wasn't popped out, you know. 
That was cut out because my head was too big. That's what I tell myself. My mom says because the umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck. And I say even in even in birth, even as a embryo, I was trying to end it all. She's like, that's not funny. I'm like, yeah, I know. Mm-mm-mm. But if you don't laugh, you'll cry, Mom. Um, yeah, and then that Elton John did that song that was playing as I was born. And then I saw Elton John in concert. Imagine if I told him that story. You know what he would do? He wouldn't give a fuck. He'd be like, yeah, 32 million other people were too. So what? You were getting cut out. You don't remember shit. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Uh, he'd probably say it like, you fucking, you fucking cunt. What do they say over there? Twat? I could do a good French one because it's a little deeper. But I can't do a good English accent. Nor, see, she proved in the last year that she needed no royal title. And Elton John rewrote in tribute to Diana, Candle in the Wind, known as England's Rose. It's the only time the song was performed live. It was released as a single in 1997. Go look that one up. Conspiracy theories. The initial French investigation concluded that the crash was caused by Paul's intoxication, reckless driving, speeding, and effects of prescription drugs. As they do, in February 1998, Mohammed Al-Fahid, the father of Dodi, publicly said the crash which killed his son had been planned, of course, and accused MI6, that's the Secret Intelligence Service, and the Duke of Edinburgh, an inquest that started in London in 2004 and continued in 2007, 2008. I mean, get an answer. Jesus Christ. Attributed the crash to grossly negligent driving by Paul and the pursuing paparazzi, which forced Paul to speed into a tunnel. On 7th April 2008, the jury returned a verdict of unlawful killing. On the day of the final verdict in the inquest, Alpha Heat announced that he would end his 10-year campaign to establish the tragedy as murder. He said he did so for the sake of Diana's children. No, he did so because he got word from God damn the royal family. Who's the Duke of Edinburgh? Prince William's the Duke of Cambridge. Shit, that doesn't matter. Prince Harry's the Duke of Sussex. Doesn't matter. She's House Spencer by birth and House Windsor by marriage. The reigning royal royal house of the United Kingdom. That's pretty cool, you know. Who gives a fuck? Father John Spencer, he's eighth Earl. I assume she was American. For all these years, I thought she was American. American. She's not. Shockingly, she's from. She was born in Park House, Sandringham, Norfolk, England. I mean, how much time have I done? Fifteen minutes. Jesus Christ, this has been a fucking haul. Um, so yeah, that was my weekend, dude. What's going on with you guys? Anything fun? Anything fun happen? You guys complain about student debt? I missed that last week. I didn't talk about student debt and how people get mad at shit. I love the people that are like, I mean, it's 10,000 bucks canceled, right? Which in the grand scheme of things isn't much. And we talked about it with David Dayan. And, uh, of course you can listen to that episode. I think it was in June. Um, and I just love the people that are like, hey, because I paid my loans, you need to pay yours back. Now, let me put that logic into, into I, let me frame it in the way I thought it was. Because I paid my loans, you paid yours back. If you're so American, you're so American, imagine being a colonist 
and George Washington comes up to you and says, hey, we're going to break away from England, right? Were you in? And you go, no. My forefathers before me suffered under England's rule. I'm going to suffer. And he would just look at you with his wooden teeth and just go, and his infertile dick, and go, huh? Come again? <laughs> and then he would murder you, probably. George Washington, big man. I should read a book by George Washington. I don't read books, huh? What the fuck am I talking about? Who am I trying to be when I'm reading a book? You guys ever, like, sit down and read a book? It's just such a... I like to listen. I listen to Matthew McConaughey read to me because I got a little... To- I like the Audible app because it makes me feel like a little... like a little kid. Like, I'm like, oh, a little story. And it's Matthew McConaughey reading the book to me. And, dude, what a story. Don't you wish you could just up and leave your life? He ended up in Australia. He was wrestling some guy in Africa. Comes back, marries a supermodel or whatever. Some guys have it all, man. Some guys have it all. But, uh, yeah, the student loan thing is crazy. You know why it's crazy? I know a lot of people... Why is it crazy, Ryan? Well, because... um, there was a time when I was going to school, I just turned eight, I wasn't even 17 yet, and the United States government said, hey, here's $7,500 to go to community college. So I took the cheapest route possible. I went to community college, you know, I did it all, here's $7,500. And I go, thanks, government, I will probably pay this back whenever you say to, because I'm a slave to you. And they go, thanks, we'll tell you when. And, um, Fast forward a couple weeks, it was my my birthday in 2015, I just turned 18 years old, and I was like, I want to get me a credit card, so my first thought was, I'm going to go to the bank that I bank at, and I go there, and I'm like, can I get this credit card, I was like, I actually walked up to the teller, like, how can we help you, and I was like, I would like to sign up for a credit card, and she goes, okay, someone will be right with you, I'm like, oh, I don't just, she's like, nope, I'm like, okay, I don't know shit about shit. And she's like, yep, we know, we can tell. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was pretty rude, but whatever. And I go sit down, and she goes, some some goofball calls me into his office, which is just a cubicle in the middle of this bank office. And he goes, so what are you looking to do? And I'm like, I want this credit card right here, the one with the 3% cash back. And he goes, oh, okay, do you have any credit history? I go, no. That's why I want this card. And he goes, oh, uh, okay, um, have you like, bought anything, like a car, or you have an apartment lease? And I go, nope, I just want this credit card for the 3% cash back on gasoline. And he goes, okay, um, you can apply. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, though, it's going to be tough for you to get it. And I'm like, okay, why? He's like, lack of credit history. I'm like, okay, um, let me ask you this, smarty pants, guy working in a fucking bank. How am I supposed to get credit history, right, if I don't have a credit card? If you guys won't give it to me, how am I supposed to get it? And he goes, that's a great question, sir. I make 40000 a year. You think I give a fuck? And I go, you're right. And I walk out of there with my application. I see, he sends it over. He said, like, you'll be hearing from us in the mail soon enough. And I go, all right. So I sat there by the mailbox every day waiting for my fancy new credit card with my $500 limit to come in. And you know what? I did get a letter back from that credit from that bank, and that credit card they said denied. Um, you are not fit to have this credit card. You have no credit history. You make eight dollars and twenty five cents an hour, 
at Chick-fil-A. How are we supposed to give you a credit card? You're never going to pay us back, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And now to this day, I still hold that grudge. And I think it's crazy that there are people in this country who think, hey, man, you got to pay back your loans. And I go, well, what if I had told you this? The government is just willy-nilly handing out money when they actually should be. The, the anger should not be directed at me. It should be directed at the schools that are charging $400 for books that they don't even take back. I remember Dana and I were in, we were at Lakeland at the same time. I know, what a love story. And we were, we were there and uh, <laughs> I remember it was like book buyback day. And you wa- I walked up with like, I literally bought $400 worth of books and I didn't even buy one of them. I like, I had, I like made it through the whole semester without buying one. And I was, um, I got to the line and it was like, it was those tables that those Buffalo Bills fans jump through. And I walk up there and I'm like, Hey, here are my books. I paid $350 for them. Can I have some of that money back? And they go, we'll give you a 20 for this one. We'll give you 15 for this one. We'll give you a zero for this one. We don't even want it back. And we don't even want this one back either. And I go, come again. Pardon me. Pardon me? And they go, yep, we don't want them. See you you later. Here's your $35. He's owed $35. And I take my $35 cash, probably took it right to Taco Bell with my two other history books that I have, or I think they're writing books that just became outdated all of a sudden. In the four months that I had them, they became obsolete when I just paid $400 for them or whatever they cost. So the people you should be mad at are the people price gouging because they can because they're the only game in town. Not at the people trying to better themselves as as is custom here in America, unless, of course, you're certain people. So that's what I'm angry about this week, everybody. Huh? Was that a long enough story to tell you that the, the, the education system in this country is all fucked up? I'm not one of those people that's telling you, hey, man, don't even go get an education. It's worthless because it's not, you know? I went to private school, dude. I actually got the weirdest happy birthday message. I got an email from Mount Union University. Never even went there. Never even applied. I said, hey, Ryan, happy birthday from us here at Office of Admissions at Mount Union. And I thought to myself, what the hell kind of business do I have at Mount Union? I'll do a comedy show there. Hey, into the woods, come to, come to Mount Union. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would, though. 50 bucks. Book me. Actually, I don't know how far away Mountain Union is from here, so just give me gas money. Make it 100 What else we got going on, dude? Oh, I saw uh, you know, another thing about politics, not to bore you guys to death, but I saw a post online. It was like, the, go- the governor asked us to not watch TV from 4 to 8 p.m., and they want us to turn our airs to 78 and not plug our vehicles in if we can. Just telling you how it's going out here in a blue state in California because they're having like grid issues because it's hot as fuck. And I think that it's funny that it's all rolling this way. Like eventually these rolling blackouts and eventually I'm going to own like beachfront property here in Ohio because the ocean is just going to take away part of the, you know, I all these fears that I have. And the ocean is just going to come and wash away the eastern seaboard and California. And I love that these people made it like a politic thing in California because I don't know if they understand geographics um, or geography even. One or the other. I think they're the same thing. And they don't realize they live in a desert. Like a lot of places are uninhabitable. I go through this every so often with like New Orleans. Every time there's a hurricane coming. And... I'm thinking, who who thinks it's a good idea to live right here? 
Or like Phoenix, when it's 115 like every day. I'm like, oh yeah, that seems normal. In what world? So in California, you literally have just deserts in these densely populated areas. And so then when I see Elon Musk go on like a podcast, I'm like, what do you think the biggest? And then it's always some dude with a backwards hat because he's like going on all these cool podcasts now to show how cool he is, right? He's going like the Nelk Boys podcast. And they go, what do you think the, uh, they're like holding the seltzer. Yeah. And and they talk and Elon's sitting there and he's guys, he looks all fucking goofy because he's a nerd. And he goes, and they go, so what do you think the biggest... Uh, danger to humanity is like right now and he goes um i think the biggest danger to humanity is population i think that we're having a lot of population issues i think we're having you know the diminishing population is a real problem as he just like keeps like fucking everybody and keep and his dad keeps fucking everybody like fucking his own stepdaughter and or whatever you know what i mean um just like Woody Allen, who like is now married to his adopted daughter. I found that out this weekend. Go look that up. Huh? Woody Allen married to his adopted daughter? That blew me away. Woody Allen old as shit. 30 years older than his adoptive stepdaughter. Back to the point at hand. This guy's talking about population issues. Buddy, look outside. This guy can't even build a truck. And he's talking about putting people on Mars in 20 years. He's just a nerd. Why do we, like, I don't understand. These people, I know what, I know what it is. And there's like four of them, right? It's Bezos. It's Bezos is actually probably the best at this point. His product works. Amazon murders out there. You know what I mean? Um, his product works. It. He's not even the CEO anymore. He's just a rich guy. He just disappears. He's jacked and he's banging models. I mean, what, what? Now that's, so he's not out there talking about what's the greatest threat to humanity and talking all this shit like Elon Musk. Hey, buddy, build a truck. At least Henry Ford could build a truck. I don't know if Henry Ford ever built a truck, but I'm just saying it helps my case. Talking about Mars. Has anyone, like, can we get some people, can we get some boots on the ground on Mars before we talk about civilization there? Can we start there? Can we get some boots on the ground? Like maybe an expedition of people, not just these rovers? Or is that the final game? Is it the final game, the VR portion of this, where we all just put on little headsets and we go to Mars, in quotations, for those not watching on YouTube, which just hit 120 subscribers. I mean, let's talk about the growth of us. If you stuck around for a long time, buddy, thank you. You know what I mean? I really appreciate it. So let's just be honest with each other. No one's ever going to Mars, okay? No one's ever been to Mars. No one's going. No one's going to live there. There's not going to be lavish lifestyles on Mars. And you're not going to be popular on Mars. You're going to just be a loser. I'll be the first one. I'll be out. I actually volunteer. I volunteer to do this podcast from Mars. Yep. I volunteer to do the podcast from Mars if we ever get there. And if it's safe, dude, planes fall out of the sky. Cars crash on the road, and you're talking about interstellar travel. Get fucking real. That's my advice. So, I think that'll be the podcast for the week. Um, I do want to say a big thank you to everybody who, oh, he's going to get sappy on us. I want to get, I want to say a big thank you to everybody who... 
listens to the podcast, has subscribed on YouTube, has has emailed me and has reached out and said happy birthday, of course, you know, 25 years old, having a life, quarter-life crisis, assuming I can make it to 100 and not pass out, pass out and die from just a high blood pressure at 50 and probably caffeine addiction as I keep drinking these cafe Americanos. I like saying it like that because it makes me feel like I'm uh, sophisticated. So, you know, I appreciate everybody who supported the podcast. 25 years old. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I appreciate it. Um, did get an email about the, um, hey, Ryan, I got an email about the uh, Playboy thing and Hugh Hefner where it was like, hey, Ryan, did you think that it was implied that they would have sex? Is that what you're saying? And I am saying that. I do think if you are the girlfriend to Hugh Hefner, you're going to have to fuck him. Maybe that's just me. May, I, I would you rather work? Now, I would ask is open invitation to those girls on that podcast. A lot of open invitations to come on this podcast. Open invitation. Here's a question I have. Would you rather work a job where you wake up at 7 a.m. and work till 3.30 and have a boss and get yelled at and have to meet deadlines and shit like that? Or would you rather suck Hugh Hefner's dick once a week? I'm just asking the question. They can come on and answer, or I'll go on their podcast and answer. It doesn't matter to me. I'm all about self-promotion. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really do mean all those all those nice things I say, and I really do mean it. All these makes me feel really good, having 100 subscribers on YouTube. Um, you know, a lot of people say we should have quit a long time ago. A lot of people wondered why we haven't. But we keep on rolling. So... Follow me at the links below. Email me if you have an opinion um, that I might read on the uh, page here. Enjoy your week. Thanks for all the birthday wishes. Love you. Please take me far away.